Welcome to all our lovely listeners. I am so glad you're joining me for this series on the attributes of God. I love to talk about the attributes of God because it radically changed my view of God. And as A.W. Tozier says, what comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. I pray that as you get a deeper knowledge of God, as he's revealed to you, that your relationship with him will grow deeper. We're going to talk about how he is revealed through the word, through creation, through his son, Jesus Christ, and inside of you, in your heart, that voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you about who God is. So our first attribute is almighty. God is almighty. It's really the word mighty, right? And then you put all in front of it. So when you put all in front of it, that means he's really all the most. It's complete might, powerful. And another word, omnipotent, meaning all powerful. God, the creator, is the source of all power. He is all power. Any power that you see comes from him. Nothing is more powerful than him. Power never diminishes in him. If power flows out of him, it's not like he has to regenerate power. He's all power all the time. It's not like, let's think of the sun maybe, it will eventually burn out. He will never burn out. Power does not burn out from him. All the power in all the universe is within him. He calls upon it, that power obeys him. He doesn't have to replenish his power or his energy. There's nothing outside of himself to renew his strength. He doesn't have to like draw on anything else to have more power or more strength. He is in and of himself all power. He's not like a human god. You know, Romans and Greek gods, they are fashioned by man with human failings and weaknesses. When God does something, if he creates a flower or he creates a star in the sky, he doesn't need like more energy to do one or the other. In him, because of all his power, he can do anything with the same amount of effort as anything else. When he created the world, you know, he could just blink his eyes and at his command, things happen and he can create things out of nothing. That is an all-powerful God. As A.W. Tozer says in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, all the power required to do all that he wills to do, it lies in the undiminished fullness in his own infinite being. So if he's an infinite being, then his power is infinite. He had the same amount of power from the past, same amount of power today, and held the same amount of power in the future. It's hard to imagine since when we think of energy or anything, it usually has to be recharged, but he doesn't recharge. And he doesn't have to draw on anything else to recharge. He is all source of power that you can ever imagine. And it's so important that you keep that in mind. He doesn't have more power in the old Bible days than he does today. All of his power is there all the time. You must contemplate 
how powerful, how almighty this God is. So now let's talk about how God reveals himself. Let's start by how God reveals himself through the word. Usually when the word almighty is used, it's God almighty. And that's a name of God. It is first introduced in the Bible in Genesis 17:1, which says the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am God almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And when Abram heard God say this to him in all his mighty power, what did he do? He fell face down in the presence of God. My NIV commentary says that God Almighty is his name. And in Hebrew, it's El Shaddai. Many of you have heard El Shaddai before. And it is invincible power of God. It's a special name by which God reveals himself to the Jewish patriots. That's how he talked about himself when he was talking to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. El Shaddai occurs 31 times in the book of Job and 17 times in the rest of the Bible. In Isaiah 6, 1 through 3, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, highly exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Seraph called to one another, says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, when Isaiah was confronted with this, you know what he did when he's standing before this holy, almighty God? He did the same thing as Abram. He says, woe is me. I'm unclean. He was filled with emotion. They are in front of this holy, almighty God, and they had offered him reverence, a pit of dread and fear because they their sin was being revealed and the power of who he is and all he is stood before them. Imagine if you are up in heaven standing before God, this almighty powerful God, and how do you think you would react? Now in Revelation, John the disciple had a vision and again, the heavenly creatures were saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And I love this next phrase that the word of God says, the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. He has the same amount of power always, who was in the past, who is today and in the future. It's eternal power. It doesn't fade and it's unlimited. The other scriptures, and I'll just read a few. There's a whole bunch of scriptures on the power of God. He's majestic in power. His power is vast. God is exalted in his power. He has the saving power of his right hand. He displays his power. He is the power of his awesome works. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. Praise him for his acts of power. Your name is mighty in power. God made the earth by his power. And that leads us to the next way that God reveals his almighty power is through creation. What really makes me think in creation of almighty God is mountains. I lived in Washington State for a total of five years, and you can see Mount Rainier 30 days of the year, which is crazy, right? So 30 days, it's clear enough to see the mountain. The rest of the year, uh, well, it rains a lot up there, but there's always seems to be a cloud that circles the mountain. So I remember driving on a curvy road, and there are a lot of tall trees, so 
They blocked the view oftentimes too, but I was driving and all of a sudden there was a clearing in the trees and on a clear blue sky day and I saw Mount Rainier. And really, basically, I went, (gasps) because it took my breath away and I pulled over to the side of the road so I could just look at it. Look at this big, huge, beautiful mountain. Now, a mountain, I believe, God made mountains to kind of show us how almighty he is. It's kind of a view who, of who he is, and that's how I, I reveal it. It's this solid, unmovable, big rock foundation is a mountain, and that's, that's God. But it's also powerful because mountains have underneath them volcanic power. Some mountains are just, when that volcano erupts, it has devastating huge fire power blast. That for me is revealing God's power in creation. So now let's talk about how God reveals himself, his almighty power in and through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1.3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Now, Jesus Christ is described as being all man, all God. That is hard to conceive, just like God is three in one, the Trinity. It's it's hard to fathom it, but the Bible says it's true. And just because your mind can't understand every part of something doesn't mean it's not truth. So by the power of his word, I like that phrase in this verse. Now, the scripture does say that Jesus is the word and that all things were made through him. If all things were made through him too, then there's power in Jesus Christ. You can't create the world without power, right? Doesn't that make sense? And think about when he was on the earth. He would talk to a storm and command it to be still, and it was. Don't you have to have power to do that? The disciples were amazed that he could do that. And nothing was too difficult for him. Jesus did his miracles without effort. He healed a blind man who'd never seen and took whatever was in those eyes and fixed it so that he could see again. And he created out of nothing fish and bread without any effort. His power was complete. He said in John 18:15, I am he. And he just said those words when the guards came to arrest him. And it said that they drew back and fell to his ground. Just speaking a word had so much power. When they were in his presence, they fell over, just like Abram and Isaiah. In Matthew 26, 53, this is what Jesus said. He said, I can call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. Jesus had all this power with him. He could do whatever he wanted to do on the earth, but he submitted to the Father. Even though he had all this power, he didn't use it because he didn't come with all his power to destroy men because of their sins. He came with all his power to save man because of their sins. And I like to consider God's power. I mean, he's just think of so much intense power. Power that with a blink he could wipe everything away as easily as he created it all. 
But at the same time, God is so tender. He said, a bruised reed, he won't break it. And if you have just a smoldering wick, he won't blow it out. He's incredibly tender. He has this special, soft, gentle touch on your life. But he's also there with all the power you need to do anything that you need to do. Jesus Christ has all the power to come in the future. I love the verse that says that we will see the Son of God coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. That's going to be so awesome when he comes and returns. But the greatest power of all is seen in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The scripture says that God raised Christ from the dead. Jesus did raise people from the dead, but the power that raised Christ from the dead is that he never died again. He was raised to life, and because of his resurrection, we all live too. So that's where I want us to go in our final revelation of God the Almighty, is in our hearts. If you believe in the power of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and his victory over sins, and you decide to put your trust in Jesus, you become a follower of Jesus, a believer of Jesus. You put your life into this powerful God, this powerful Jesus, the powerful Holy Spirit's hands, and surrender your life to them. This will give you a dramatic change in your life, a dramatic purpose for your life. Romans 8 says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who is inside of you. Now we talk a lot in this time, and you've heard this verse a lot, that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but what did he give us? A spirit of power of love and a sound mind. So try to think. The Holy Spirit is living inside of you. This power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. We don't think enough about that Holy Spirit inside of us who gives us all we need. It's the presence of God. There's a scripture too that says that the prayers of a righteous man is powerful. When you pray and you pray in God's will, you have all of his power behind you. You can pray with confidence. You can pray believing in the promises that God put in his scripture. And we can say to the devil, go away. The scripture says, stand and tell the devil and he must flee. That's power. You have power over the enemy. You have power over the devil. You have power over your addiction and anything that's trying to enslave you. You must stand firm and pray and access that power. Call on the power of God. It's within you. So my question to you is, how powerful is the God you believe in? Have you put this powerful God in a box? Have you said he's only able to do this and he's not able to do anything else? His power hasn't diminished over time and it never will. 
Psalms 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I really love about believing in the most powerful Almighty God is that I can rest when I know I have this powerful God on my side. David wrote those words because he had no fear. He believed that this God, with all his power, could completely protect him. And it gave him inner strength, inner peace. He rests because he knows God is his covering. It's very personal. If you want to feel secure and safe, then put your life in the hands of this big, almighty, personal God. Listen, I don't want to believe in a God who has limited power in what he can do for me. I want to believe in a God who can do anything for me, who can give me all the strength I need to do to live on this life. Nothing is too difficult for him. He possesses absolute limitless, and you know what? His power is divine. He doesn't use it for evil. His power is only used with his will, and his will is good. It's never evil. We have very limited natural abilities, and we need his strength. And he says, seek and you will find. Ask and I will give it to you. Knock, open the door for you. If you take your mind off your circumstances and you put them on this almighty, powerful God, nothing's too hard for him. I really hope that this has expanded your knowledge of the almighty God today. And I hope that it isn't just knowledge in your mind. I would like for it to move from just knowledge of your mind down into your heart, into a deep personal belief that God is worthy to be trusted in. So I'd like to pray for you now as we end this podcast and listen for the word powerful. This is a prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesians. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Living a radical life means believing that God is almighty. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends and family to help us get the word out. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Best way to contact us is to leave us a message on Facebook. You can also download all of our podcasts on Spotify. You can download the Spotify app and they're all there. Just search on Radical Life Support. We also now have an email address it's rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please join me next time at Radical Life Support for the next ABC's Attributes of God. The next broadcast will be brought to you by the letter B. What do you think the next attribute will be?